Patriots <laughs> on one platform and one platform only right now. Today is January 22nd, 2021. <clears throat> and uh, thank you to all of you that have been extremely patient and uh, waiting and and for finding the show now that it's not avail- readily available uh, on all the platforms. It, uh, it has been quite the week, uh, to say the very least. <clears throat> So uh, what uh, what kind of happened here was I um, I didn't even know I was censored until I came in last Sunday and was going to uh, record a show <clears throat> and something in the back of my noggin was saying you know what you should just check because that uh, the last episode episode sixty two I uh, I knew I went um, a little farther than I normally do <laughs> and I was like you know I think I'm just gonna check and make sure that I'm still up and sure enough I was locked out of my account and. Uh, <clears throat> And then, as you guys know, um, so what I did was I appealed via email to uh, to Anchor. That was my provider, <clears throat> and uh, they uh, they did get back to me initially. And uh, the girl said, "Okay, well, this is a beyond me, so it has to go above me." And that's that's been it for since since then. That's the only input that they've had uh, on this whole thing. So I have told them, "Okay, look, you're in violation of my uh, my uh, freedom of speech." So you know. <laughs> I'm just uh, letting you know that I'm recording the tardiness and, you know, dragging your feet isn't going to make this go away. I was, I was, um, I guess, political, but uh, in a way, uh, very kind of forceful, like, let's get this resolved. At least give me a reason. Now, for those of you that have listened to the show, there's a multitude of reasons that they can hide behind. Uh, One of them will be copyright infringement. Um, Because I play normal music at the start of the show, and sometimes the clips are are just normal. They're they're not royalty-free music. So that, that's what I would uh, suspect that they're going to hide behind and going to say, oh, look, well, you've got copyright infringements. But unbeknownst to them, the podcast doesn't make any money whatsoever. It's completely nonprofit. So if you want to go on copyright issues and royalties, well, you can't get blood from a stone. So we'll see. We'll see what they come back with. But that would be my guess, my friends, what, what they're going to hide behind. And honestly... <clears throat> This whole thing has kind of kicked me right in the ass and made me uh, really start working on this website so that we can be completely independent. And that's the goal. The goal is, uh, you know, we'll get back to our two, three podcasts a week kind of uh, scenario that we've been kind of averaging here over this last little bit. And uh, we'll just upload them to the the website. They will actually be in MP3 format so you guys can, uh, you know, save them, download them, do whatever you want with them. And uh, they will always be there. So I only have a limited amount uh, of data that I'll be able to put on the, onto the website. So I'll probably just put the last three shows. 
Um, but if you guys have a particular show that you wanted to uh, share with friends and for some reason it wasn't on the website anymore, well, most of you know how to reach me. You could just reach out and uh, email me or, or hit me up on Facebook and tell me, hey, uh, this episode... I want to share this with so-and-so and I'll gladly send you whatever you it is you're looking for. So probably the, like I was saying, probably the latest three or four, we'll see how much I can actually put on there <clears throat> once we get rolling that way. But for the meantime, what we're doing in the interim in between this, uh, this transitional stage is we are up on SoundCloud. So that's where this, this episode and any, for anyone's, uh, I think actually what I'll probably do is keep uploading the, all the uh, episodes to SoundCloud until <clears throat> they uh, catch on and uh, decide to censor me too because I'm speaking out against their globalist puppet masters. But uh, we'll, we'll keep on that platform. <clears throat> and then, you know, I have options to change service providers. I'm not, I'm, I'm fully aware that I can change over to iHeartRadio and all that stuff. But uh, I kind of just used the opportunity to make sure that, you know, this was the first warning to me. Okay, yeah, you're over the target because you're pissing people off and they started censoring you. So <clears throat> take this take this first little nudge in the right direction and make sure that you have an independent uh, source that people can find you at all times, uh, no, matter, no matter how much censorship is thrown at you. And then that way, um, you know, we can stay as a community and you guys can always find the latest podcast. And so that's why, you know, I just used it as used this as an opportunity and uh, really worked hard on uh, getting this up and running. So I'm hoping I'm hoping to have it buttoned up by <clears throat> this weekend. But uh, like, as you guys know, I'm not a technic technologically advanced fellow, so I rely heavily on uh, uh, other people's input and, uh, you know, uh, what I can find and uh, online help and so on and so forth. So it's been a learning curve. It's it's uh, It's been good too, though. You know, honestly, it, I'm learning new stuff and, uh, you know, I'm seeing it as a positive. So when it comes to the actual censorship, when uh, Anchor and Spotify get back to me, which maybe they never will, uh, my plan is to uh, file a human rights violation with the government of Canada. I also know that'll fall on deaf ears because I have filed human rights violations before. Uh, particularly with uh, the gun ban. Um, when the gun ban came through, uh, I did file a, a, a violation of human rights uh, in regards to that order in council. Um, and many of you know why, because it was uh, <clears throat> quite discriminatory. Uh, you know, there were specific groups of people that were immediately targeted and others were left out. Now, <clears throat> I don't, uh, I don't, really want to get into the details but uh that's a lot of us a lot of us uh pro gunners uh entered uh violations or discrimination uh complaints with the government of canada and they did answer they came back and said yeah no this isn't what it this isn't it that's not a <laughs> it's not discriminatory whatsoever and it is you and i both know it is it is the definition of discrimination uh to single out specific groups um <clears throat> basically uh when you when you're starting to break down who can have specific guns on their ethnicity ethnicity and who can't that is just that is the definition of discrimination so anyway i you know i'm just kind of giving you a backstory yes i've done this before so and i know i i honestly know um <clears throat> nothing will become of this either the government of canada is just completely muppets they they are going to go along with the globalist uh uh, narrative and they will not rock the boat. So what what I'm the reason I'm doing this is you have to go through all the channels before you file. 
Uh, now, so Spotify and uh, Anchor have, uh, when you sign on with them, you basically say, yes, I will, uh, you know, follow your rules, so on and so forth. And so they do reserve the right to pull you off and they might pick that route, say, hey, look, you violated this. This is what you agreed to. You violated it. And I might not have a case whatsoever. Um, probably not really. When you start really dissecting it, they can use that and it wouldn't go anywhere. Nevertheless, uh, I'm going to exhaust all the avenues and that's at that point, if I can't get anywhere doing everything legit is when I will consider uh, possibly filing a lawsuit. Now, uh, they also have an arbitration uh, clause in their uh, in their uh, terms of service that basically states that you have to uh, agree to their to arbit- their arbitration in basically their own kangaroo courts, and uh, we can settle this internally. Um, fine and dandy, but uh, there's nothing to stop me from filing a lawsuit if I so choose, and. Uh, <clears throat> You're, uh, I never actually signed into it to, to, to be particularly clear on that. So I think there's some, <clears throat> I think there's some loopholes there. Honestly, it will really come down to how much time do I want to spend on it? Um, <clears throat> and, and you know, when you start thinking it would have to go all the way to the Supreme court, probably we'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe you could have wins provincially. I don't honestly know. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. Um, and it, it really would take a lot of time and money. That's the other thing. So if I did want to fight this battle, um, you know, potentially a person would be looking at probably 250,000 just to go all the way to the Supreme Court, which is stacked with liberals. So <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, if, if, a, if a person did cho- choose to stand up and fight this, I would probably have to crowdsource the legal fees. But we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Like I said, um, where I'm at right now is just filing official, uh, violations of human rights and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, just dealing with, uh, using this as an opportunity to make sure that we have a secure platform for patriotic voices in Canada, uh, away from big tech. So, and that's, you know, that was something that, uh, I kind of had a hunch would always happen. Uh, (laughs) I knew I know I know my personality type and I know that I'm not I don't shy away from calling a spade a spade you guys know that too and uh, <clears throat> and I knew in that last show that uh, I I was uh, I was uh, calling a spade a spade let's call it let's just say that and uh, I knew it might if I knew if I was being watched at all that that would definitely get some attention and bam did it ever just like that so <clears throat> anyway that's kind of the lowdown um Let's get this show started and then we will get into the topics I was wanting to, there's quite a bit. We're going to play a bit of catch up because I've been off for, you know, a week now. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about, uh, some, some local stuff for the sketch. Uh, we are going to talk about, uh, the Australian prime minister, um, not jumping on board with the, uh, the great reset. Uh, we've got some really wild, uh, an interview from that came to us from, uh, Lynn Wood. Um, we have the Regina city council blocking energy companies from sponsorship. We're going to talk about that because that's just a swift kick in the nuts for anybody in the energy sector. Um, the other one I really wanted to cover was, uh, we now have, uh, 23 dead, uh, in Norway because of the, uh, Pfizer vaccine. So yeah, more of what we always talk about will be coming in the bulk of the show. So anyway, let's get this one started. We'll be right back. 
So what should I call you? Should I call you uh, a bullet, a tooth? You can call me Susan if it makes you happy. There are times in life when being tough comes in handy. Say some geezer collapses in front of you. What do you do? We need a volunteer that ain't breathing. Here's one I made earlier. First thing you do is you check him over. If he ain't responsive or he ain't breathing, or he's making noises like this, then his heart will stop working, he's having a cardiac arrest. Look lively. First call 999. Then you do hands-only CPR and no kissing. You only kiss your missus on the lips. Watch. Lock your fingers together, knuckles up. Then push down, right on the sovereign. Push down five or six centimetres. That's about two inches in old money. Push hard and fast about two times a second. Like to the beat of staying alive. Worried you'll hurt him? Better a cracked rib than him kicking the bucket. Keep this up till the ambulance arrives. So don't forget, check him over. Call 999, push hard and fast to staying alive. It works. Hands only CPR. He ain't as hard as it looks. A Russian? Well, to be technical, he's an Uzbekistanian, but... Uzbekistanian? I've been dealing with those sneaky Russian dogs. <laughs> Give me a name. No, oh, no. Boris... Boris the Blade? Yeah. As in Boris the Bullet Dodger. Why do they call him the Bullet Dodger? Because he dodges bullets heavy. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, the first article that I wanted to cover um, kind of made my blood boil. <clears throat> and you guys will understand why here right away. Uh, the title reads, Canada Post employee says he won't deliver far-right newspaper in Regina. This was posted on January 18th, uh, 2021 by Caitlin Wilson. Now, what he's referring to is the Epoch Times. And there's an actual little video clip here that we will actually just play. And then we will comment like we always do. I consider it a piece of hate mail that can cite rage, especially under the atmosphere right now. Ramiro Sapulveda is a letter carrier for Canada Post. He says he was suspended from his job earlier this month after refusing to deliver samples of a newspaper criticized for its far right leaning views. I've already seen with friends of mine across the country, even at the depot, um, rage, aggression shown to people of Asian ethnicity. The publication in question is the Epoch Times. It was founded by Chinese immigrants who fled communist persecution in their home country. These days, experts say the paper is riddled with misinformation. In the print edition, they, they do a good job of making it look like a legit paper. It's the same with their social media posts. There's a lot of um, conspiracy theory. This is... Uh... <clears throat> The girl's name is Patricia Elliott from the University of Regina journalism professor talking right now. Rising and extreme right rhetoric. In an email to Global News, Canada Post says its role is not to act as the censor of mail or to determine the extent of freedom of expression in Canada. Adding any views we may have about the content do not change our obligation to deliver. But some say Canada Post should bear responsibility. Whether or not you're a private company like Facebook or a Crown Cork like Canada Post, I do think you need to check what's going out your door and who it's going to. 
The Epoch Times told Global News, Canada believes in freedom of the press and people deserve the opportunity to read different media and decide for themselves. Still, Sepulveda says even though he's back at work, he won't waver. Hate is very hurtful regardless of whether you think it's physical or verbal or emotional. Damage is damage. Caitlin Wilson, Global News. So <clears throat> this guy uh, faced, he, he was suspended for not delivering the Epoch Times to people in Regina. And now he's back to work and he says he's going to continue doing it. This Ramiro Sepulveda. Uh, I consider it a piece of hate mail that can incite rage, especially under the atmosphere right now. Honestly, um, only far leftists would see, would view it this way. Um, their, their news, uh, which would be the mainstream media, is guilty of all of this. We watched this for four years. Four years we watched the left, the mainstream media tell blatant lies about Donald Trump. They rioted for the last year in all the major cities in the U.S. This was all the left. And now we're worried about violence from people reading a newspaper that actually I, I myself am subscribed to. And I think it's a brilliant piece of literature every week that it comes to me. It's a great paper. A, a great paper. Actually, you know what? I have the latest episode sitting right in front of me, and I'm just going to read some of the headlines on this and uh, to basically try and encourage you guys to get a subscription. <clears throat> the Epoch Times for January 7th to 13th. Uh, economy, tech-driven banner year for stocks in 2020 mask pain for smaller companies. Uh, the next title is China. China's honey traps targeted foreign politicians, experts say. Uh, there's a featured exclusive, uh, an interview with Mike Pompeo. The true fact of the CCP has been exposed. And down at the bottom here, we've got Nation, NDP on steroids, formal, former liberal insiders, lament parties veer to the left. No, really? The NDP? <laughs> so there's, there's his hate. That's his hate right there. Uh, I'm sorry to have to tell you, but, uh, Anybody that would you, this guy, this Ramiro, would consider far right, does not hate Asian people. They hate the communist, the Chinese Communist Party is what they hate. Because those guys have their freaking hands all over the dirty crap that's happening all over the world, including Canada. So this Ramiro needs to sit his ass down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I'm not inciting violence, I'm telling him to shut up. Because he obviously is seeing it from a one-sided, narrow view with blinders on. Far-right people are being violent towards Asians. Uh, sorry, bud. Far-right people can see right through the Chinese Communist Party is what's going on. And they know they've infiltrated every aspect of North American life in Canada and the U.S. So I think he's flat-out lying when he said that, that he's seen, he's seen his, some of his far-right friends inciting violence or being violent towards Asians. I would say that's BS. Anyway, so that was the first one we wanted to cover because it got under my skin immediately because I am a supporter of the Epoch Times. I really like their uh, their journalism. Um, and I, I figured that they would get a black eye. So this falls under the, the exact same thing that CPR is, is getting hit with. You know, we're small enough to be censored, but the Epoch Times, they're just going to flat out uh, come out and say, oh, it's it's hate, it's, it's inciting violence, it's hate. This is all fascism is what this is you hide behind uh labels 
and you yourself project onto the uh, your opposing political views what you are doing. And that's what this is. They're using these guys, like this useful idiot, Ramiro, Ramiro to, uh, to really push their narrative. This guy doesn't even know he's a useful idiot. We do. <laughs> we know he's a useful idiot. <clears throat> anyway, let's, uh, let's carry on here, friends. We'll move on to the next article. Okay, we're going to stay in the sketch for the next article. Um, this one comes to us from 980 CGME, and uh, the title reads, Executive Committee Takes Stand Against Fossil Fuel Sponsorship for City Operations. <clears throat> this was uh, published January 20th, 2021 by Logan Stein. Regina's Executive Committee voted Wednesday to treat fossil fuels the same as tobacco, pot, porn, and weapons, at least when it comes to sponsorship, naming rights, and advertising policies for city operations. Mayor Sandra Masters was joined by Councillors John Findura, Lori Brisiani, and Tarina Shaw in opposing the decision, which passed by a 7-4 to four vote. Well, that's good. You know, just to stop for a minute, it's good that the mayor herself, um, uh, Sandra Masters, said, no, no, she she sees the big picture. So for those of you that don't, uh, you know, for all the other listeners that are, are outside of the sketch, um, the energy sector sponsors all your major events, uh, you know, from agribition to, uh, you know, all the fairs to all, everything. You know, there's, there's, there's uh, energy input into it all. So... The fact that the Regina just passed this, I would, my, my, uh, my solution to this is uh, I would like to see the city of either Weyburn or Estevan step up and start swooping in and trying to grab their, uh, their attractions. Uh, I'd like to see big, big, big attractions that make that city money, like Agribition being the number one. Um, I'd like to see it moved. I'd like to see it moved to a, uh, energy sector friendly city. Um, honestly, it would, uh, it would probably thrive in maybe a smaller venue. Uh, it's hard to say because Regina fills up. During Agribition, you can't even get a hotel room in Regina. So it'd be tough, but I'd, that's my solution to it. Anyway, let's, let's carry on here. Master said she sees fossil fuels, produce, uh, fossil fuels producers as, major, as a major employer within the community, adding it's important not to vilify people in those industries. We should be supporting in innovation for the transition into biofuels so we can keep these jobs here, she said. I think, it's, I think this was purely political, not pragmatic at all. And I think it was to, uh, was to attempt to send a message, to, a message that we would like to be more green and sustainable. I don't think it went deep into the into the weeds in terms of defining what that means. And I think some of the councillors alluded to to it if they felt they were taking a leadership position in terms of what they stand for. Daniel LeBlanc, the counselor for Ward 6 who brought forward the motion, said it will affect companies whose business is primarily taken from the sale or production of fossil fuels. Having a city building named after someone, uh, someone sort of implies that we endorse them, LeBlanc, LeBlanc said. He said... The report from the city showed a number of businesses that couldn't get naming rights no matter how much they paid. That included pornography companies, gun manufacturers, and marijuana shops. LeBlanc said he wanted to add fossil fuels, fossil fuel companies to that list. The city of Regina, including councillors, have been very clear we are taking sustainability seriously, LeBlanc said. I think it's not controversial that uh, 
continued use of fossil fuels is inconsistent with environmentally, environmentally su sustainability. It seemed to me that fossil fuel companies and their sponsorship is, an is as inconsistent with our values as it is, as is a marijuana shop, for example. If passed, the city will be tasked with finding additional revenue sources as well as other forms of sponsorship for different projects. This is just money that we wouldn't get in the future, Master said. What an idiot. He has absolutely zero clue at how much money. We're talking millions. And over the years, over the last however, let's just say 60 years, we're talking probably billions, billions of sponsorship money that has been given to projects in Regina because through energy sector companies. What a moron. Oh, my God. This only means it's a lost opportunity, potentially in terms of sponsorships. The decision would ban fossil fuel producers and sellers from, from advertising or sponsorship agreements for city operations, but it would not impact users of fossil fuel energy. Well, what, how is it going to infect? How is it going to impact them? Every single person still drives a car. <laughs> oh, my God. The decision still needs to be passed by city council. Premier Scott Moe voiced his disagreement with the executive committee's decision on Wednesday. Uh, we won't get into the whole thing, but... Moe called the committee's decision absurd while applauding Masters, Findura, Briciani, and Shaw for opposing the policy. In Moe's statement, he called the motion a hypocritical attack on the hardworking workers and employers that fuel Saskatchewan's economy. Councillors LeBlanc, Cheryl Stan, uh, Stadn, Stadnichuk, Bob Hawkins, Andrew Stevens, Shannon Zakidniak, Jason Marcinelli, and Landon Mole were all in favor of the motion. LeBlanc said he thinks there is some interpretation needed when it comes to if SAS Power and SAS Energy also fall under the new policy, but says it's they very well could. Oh my God, you're going to block SAS Power and SAS Energy too? Do you want to talk about, this is what happens. You know, like a lot of you have seen what's been going on with politics. So you've got just, just an idiot or Justin Trudeau leading the country. Uh, that guy is a moron, an absolute idiot. So is his whole cabinet. We are talking about probably the dumbest people in the world. And now you're starting to see it spill over into rural uh, politics. And with this as an example, these people are complete idiots, idiots. The dumbest people in the world right now are in politics. They are biting the hand that feeds them. And I love to see what happens because of it. I hope that the energy sector pulls completely out of Regina and doesn't sponsor a fucking thing for this city anymore. As you can tell, I am a part of the energy sector, so this hits home and it pisses me right off. <clears throat> oh, God. <clears throat> uh, Power, it seems to me, is, princip is principally involved in the sale of fossil fuels, and that's become, in my view, <clears throat> and that's because, in my view... They've been slow to upgrade the, the grid to renewable energy, LeBlanc said. There's certainly financial implications to what we did, and it means many of the deepest pockets in the province and in the country are now not available to us. No kidding. I think that the price which the city council is willing to pay to stand by our commitment to sustainability, there are financial implications of it, but that's often the case when you have to make politically difficult decisions based on the values of sustainability. LeBlanc said while he was door knocking in his neighborhood, he had a lot of people concerned with sustainability in the city. He said the city has passed a motion to try and be uh, 
to try and be net carbon neutral uh, net carbon neutral city by 2050. I think that people very excited. I think that had people very excited, but they wanted to see a movement beyond just nice platitudes to actually the rubber hitting the road. LeBlanc said. Oh my God. The ignorance. That's all I got to say. The absolute ignorance uh, to this decision is uh, is absolutely phenomenal. And I want to see Regina absolutely buried. The city that rhymes with fun is full of morons. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. There's a lot of great people in Regina. But your city council is retarded. Seven of them anyway. Or the executive committee. <clears throat> At least the mayor does not. So that's cool. So anyway, as you can tell, that got under my skin. Um, so we better move on to something else that'll probably piss me off too. Uh, I guess before we move on, I should mention that Day Nine Satan herself uh, actually told me that she wanted me to rant about that article that we just read. So um, there you go, Day Nine Satan. Uh, I actually got a little bit madder about it than I actually was planning on it. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Day Nine Satan is my fiance. So. <clears throat> She, uh, she was pretty uh, taken back by uh, Regina's decision to block the energy sector. So she uh, made it clear to me that I want, she wanted me to let everybody know that, I'm, that we both are extremely pissed off about decision, this decision. And don't, uh, don't let this uh, sway your view on Scatch people. Most of us are incredibly smart. We understand that uh, uh, the energy sector has been powering Canada for a long time. Um, it's just very ignorant people that uh, don't understand the industry at all that are pushing for this. So anyway, let's move on to the next one. <clears throat> okay, we're going to uh, change gears here, friends, and we're going to get back into the vaccination, the uh, COVID vaccinations that are still going on. Um, one thing I want to mention before we get into this article is, are you guys noticing um, stateside, uh, the all of a sudden the drop? in uh, COVID-19. I just want to read something to you. I posted this on my Facebook page today. Within a day of Biden's inauguration, 43 states reported COVID numbers dropping fast. CNN said they no longer need to report on COVID deaths and pulled their numbers off air. And the WHO released a statement saying that the PCR tests are very inaccurate, so we may not have a pandemic after all. COVID is real, but the pandemic was a political scam. <clears throat> you know, we, we had talked about this in shows past. We, we had talked about that uh, COVID-19 was released on the world for one purpose, and it was to help get rid of Donald Trump. And now that they've got their fake president in supposed, I'm going to go heavy air quotes here, supposedly in power, I don't believe for a second that Joe Biden is the president of the United States. I'll just get that out there right now. Not for one second. I believe that he's, the, that whole inauguration was just a farce. A complete farce. Um, <clears throat> you guys know my stance on this. I was really hoping that the military would just swoop in and arrest everybody at that inauguration, but it had to. The, the whole crime had to be completed. Anyway, before we get too far into that, <clears throat> I just want to get back to uh, to the actual article because I can rant on that topic as you guys know for forever. Uh, this one comes to us by way of Chef. He sent this my way. So, and this was published uh, December 9th, twenty twenty. Uh, four volunteers developed facial paralysis after taking Pfizer COVID-19 jab, prompting FDA to recommend surveillance for cases. Four trial recipients who received the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine experienced facial paralysis, according to the Food and Drug Administration. 
The FDA said the issue should be monitored as the jab becomes more widely available. The potentially concerning cases were revealed after the U.S. drug reg uh, regulator published an analysis of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine ahead of a meeting to consider emergency use authorization for the jab in the United States. According to the document, Bell's palsy, a form of temporary facial paralysis, was reported by four patients during phase three trials. The individuals had been administered the jab and no members of the placebo group experienced similar uh, adverse effects. <clears throat> the condition resembles a stroke with most sufferers watching helplessly as one side of their face droops and their muscles go limp. In some rare cases, both sides of the face be, uh, may become paralyzed. It's unclear what causes Bell's palsy, although the temporary paralysis usually goes away on its own. However, the FDA claimed that the frequency of the health issues is consistent with uh, the expected background rate in the general population and added that there was no clear evidence linking the coronavirus vaccine to the unpleasant medical condition. Right. <laughs> because you just develop Bell's palsy. Like in midlife, you just all of a sudden bang. Yeah, I've got Bell's palsy. No, it usually happens in children. <clears throat> and when you get thinking about it, it usually happens in children at specifically young ages, probably around the time when they're getting vaccinated for stuff. So Bell's palsy is probably a direct, if, if I had to guess, would probably could be directly linked to vaccinations of all kinds. Now, what would be, what would cause that? So to, to actually make your muscles go limp, obviously your nerves are being blocked and uh, your muscles aren't working at all. So what, what would be the ingredient that would, what passes the blood-brain barrier that's in vaccines that would cause something like that, would, that could cause a side effect like that? I don't know. Let's just think for a minute. Um, mm, uh, mm, mercury? Does mercury do that? I bet you mercury can get into the blood-brain barrier and probably affect the nervous system. I'm just going to throw that out there. And as we know, mercury's in every vaccine. God. <laughs> it's one of those days, friends. Uh, I've been off air for a while, so you get to listen to me uh, get all hot under the collar here, <laughs> apparently. <clears throat> okay, let's carry on. Still, the federal government regulator recommended surveillance for the cases of Bell's palsy with deployment of the vaccine into larger populations. The FDA noted the numerical imbalances of Bell's palsy cases among the vaccine and placebo groups but said there were no other non-serious adverse effects, adverse events that showed a similar pattern. According to the documents, side effects are common, but appear to be minor. Out of the trial uh, uh, participants, 84% experienced some kind of reaction after receiving the jab. Holy crap. After 63% uh, of trial subjects reported fatigue and 55% said they suffered from headaches, Chills were reported by 32% of participants, 24% complained of joint pain, and 14% developed a fever. Overall, all the jab appears to have received good marks from the FDA. It is in the, in its report the regula uh, the regulator said that the two dose vaccine is about 50% effective even after the first injection. The vaccine is believed to be 95% effective after the second dose administered 3 weeks later. The FDA also found the jab reduced the risk of severe COVID-19 symptoms after the first dose. On Tuesday, the United Kingdom became the first country in the world to begin administering uh, the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, blah, 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 blah. Um, <clears throat> 
for for them to go out and say that uh, the vaccine is about fifty percent effective uh, after the fir- just the first ad- injection, and then to say it's ninety five percent effective after the second dose, when they haven't even isolated the COVID virus anywhere in the world, what are, what's gonna what? How's it gonna be ninety five percent effective? You don't even know what the COVID virus is. So that that whole that whole last little clip that we read is complete lies. What who is this? I forgot to tell us who this is. This is RT. Russian television. So the basically the North American version of Russian television is kicking out articles that are basically they seem to be uh, right on board with uh, carrying the narrative. So, you know, now now we listen to Pfizer tell us that the vaccine's safe. You might get facial paralysis. Let's move on to another article here that uh, seems to be telling us a completely different story. Over 20 people vaccinated with Pfizer vaccine die in Norway. 20. 23. <laughs> now, this comes to us by the Union Informant Information Agency, and it has no, uh, no writer listed. Specialists are investigating the cause of death of citizens. In Norway, 23 people vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine against uh, coronavirus have died, as stated on the website of the Norwegian Agency for Medicines. Specialists are investigating the cause of death of citizens. Some 13 cases have already been examined, according to Europe, uh, Europe News, citing the said agency. The agency noted that the vaccine may indeed have caused side effects that led to a more serious course of existing diseases in older people. Vaccination against coronavirus with Pfizer's drug began in Norway on December 27th. Residents of nursing homes in Oslo were the first to be vaccinated. The U.S. has also begun vaccinating the population with drugs from Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna. In Great Britain, the use of Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines was approved. And that's all we got. We didn't get much uh, out of this. But 23 people are dead, you know, from what we can derive from this, uh, after receiving... So these people were old uh, in, in, the, uh, in care homes. Now, I did see a breakdown of this um, somewhere, and I couldn't find it again. It told you the ages of the people that died. And uh, basically... Um, it really came down to that most of these people were 80 plus. Um, I couldn't find it again for the show. Imagine that with the amount of censorship that we've got now. But so what, what happened in Norway was they started injecting their long-term, long-term care homes uh, first. And you had people falling over dead from it. 23 people. Like that's... That, that's and then we just went through an article with Pfizer telling us that it's safe. You might get facial paralysis. Holy crap. And not to mention, we've covered all the deaths we could find so far on, on uh, this vaccination on this show. So you guys are, are well aware that uh, there's more than that in, on stateside. So th- this is being heavily suppressed. Uh, I, I, would, I would go as far to say that there's probably a lot of people, and I would say that older people are at extreme risk with this vaccine um, of death. Like, this is no good. Anyway, we'll try and keep uh, we'll try and keep tabs on on these stories. As you guys know, like I've been following this pretty close, and uh, we're trying to keep tabs on all of this, uh, especially the deaths, because that is just you know we've got a media just pretending it's not happening. And here you go, here's 23 in one country. Anyway, let's carry on. We got uh, quite a bit more stuff to get through here. 
Okay, friends, I'm going to direct your attention over away from the vaccine that's killing people. And uh, we have an interesting turn of events over in BC right now. We have uh, Chief Justice Sue Holland files criminal charges against Justin Trudeau. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so this comes to us by way of scribe. So this is actually the court documents. Um, so this is legit, um, just so you guys know. Scribe only puts up uh, filed documents uh, in Canada and the U.S. Uh, in the court systems in the Canada in Canada and the U.S. So, uh, Chief Justice Sue Holland filed this on December 30th, 2020. And what we're going to do to try and shorten this up a bit is we're going to go through the counts um, that she has charged or uh, she has filed against uh, Justin Trudeau. <clears throat> Count one. Justin Trudeau, on or about January 2016, forward near Williams Lake in the province of British Columbia and other locations elsewhere, participated in, directed, and made agreements with other conspirators to prosecute internationally protected person uh, Susanna Holland in violation of international laws, willfully and unlawfully committed the indictable offense of conspiracy contrary to Section 465, Section 1B of the Criminal Code. Count two, just an idiot, on or about January 16th, uh, January 2016, near Williams Lake in BC, uh, paid six federal chiefs to oppose or serp and fe uh, feigned Chil Chiltotin authority as well as incite rebellion, willfully and unlawfully committed the indictable offense of bribery, contrary to section 120, subsection AB of the criminal code. Just an idiot between January 2017 uh, near Williams Lake, uh, BC and other locations. This is count three. Sorry, I wasn't uh, keeping track of the counts. This is count three. Threatened and unlawfully and willfully pr uh, prosecuted willfully prosecuted of internationally protected person Susanna Holland unlawfully and, un and willfully committed the indictable offense of threats against internationally protected person contrary to section 2 section uh, 424 of the criminal code count 4 Justin Trudeau <clears throat> on or about January 2016 near Williams Lake BC without lawful authority did engage in conduct with intent to provoke a state of fear in a justice system participant internationally protected person Susanna Holland in order to impede her in the performance of her duty willfully and unlawfully committed the indictable offense of impeding a judicial official geez that doesn't sound like his mo does it <clears throat> Contrary to section 423.1, subsection 1B of the criminal code. Count 5, Justin Trudeau, in January near Williams Lake, B.C., wrongfully and without lawful authority for the purpose of compelling internationally protected person Susanna Holland to abstain from acting in her lawful appointed capacity of Chief Justice of the Universal Supreme Court, willfully and unlawfully committed the indictable offense of threatening violence contrary to section 2 uh, sorry, 423, subsection 1A of the criminal code. <clears throat> oh, just an idiot's got himself in trouble this time. Count 6, Trudeau, on or about January 2017, near Williams Lake, B.C., wrongfully and without lawful authority for the purpose of compelling internationally protected person Susanna Holland to abstain from acting in her lawfully appointed capacity of Chief Justice of the Universal Supreme Court, willfully and unlawfully committed the in, uh, indictable offense of intimidating a diplomatic and judicial official 
contrary to section 423 subsection 1b of the criminal code count seven you know um, when court cases are filed like this and there's this many counts uh this is a good thing <laughs> for those of you that have been charged with account uh anything from uh, the police you'll know they'll try and hit you with a couple just to try and make one stick a couple sometimes two three four just so they can get something to stick to you uh in this one we are looking at 23 counts and uh you know where were we we are on count seven uh, okay the, the start of each count is the same so i'm just going to get down to the brass tacks here um in count seven willfully and unlawfully committed the indictable offense of persistently following a diplomatic judicial official contrary to subsection 423 uh subsection 1c of the criminal code count eight willfully and unlawfully committed the uh, indictable offense of depriving a diplomatic judicial official of owned property contrary to section 423 subsection 1d of the criminal code count nine <clears throat> willfully and un unlawfully committed the un uh, indictable offense of watching and besetting the place of residence and workplace of a diplomatic official holy crap so he was stalking her he was stalking her and intimidating her like this is this is unbelievable um, same thing gives it quotes the section count 10 willfully and un unlawfully committed the indictable of offense of threatening violence uh, contrary to subsection uh, to section 423 1g of the criminal code count 11 willfully and unlawfully committed the indictable offense of participating in terrorism oh that is sick contrary to section 83 uh, dot one eight of the criminal code count 12 willfully and unlawfully committed the indictable offense of facilitating terrorism contrary to section 83.19 of the criminal code wow count 13 willfully and unlawfully committed the indictable offense of genocide what we got to read more of this Participated in weaponizing the grid system with 5G in combination with nanoviruses and other harmful electromagnetic frequencies or direct energy weapons in order to murder people under the guise of COVID-19. Willfully and unlawfully committed the indictable offense of genocide contrary to section 4, subsection 1A of Crimes Against Humanity and the War Crimes Act. Holy crap! <laughs> That's awesome! <clears throat> holy crap count 14 uh willfully and un unlawfully committed the indictable offense of genocide contrary to section okay weapon of, what is this one conspired to weaponize the grid system with 5g in combination with nanoviruses and harmful electromagnetic frequencies or directed energy weapons in order to murder people under the guise of covid19 14 and 13 are almost identical count 15 is is almost the same uh willfully and un unlawfully commit the indictable offense of crimes against humanity perfect she hit him with everything this is wicked willfully and unlawfully committed the uh, uh, this is count 16 willfully and un unlawfully committed the indictable offense of crimes against humanity count 17 crimes against humanity and the war crimes act uh this is another count of genocide Count 18 is uh, another, it's conspiracy to commit genocide. Count 19 is uh, crimes against humanity. Count 20 is 
conspiring, cons, uh, conspiring to commit crimes against humanity. Count 21. Indictable offense of crimes against humanity. Count 22 of genocide. Indictable offense of genocide. And count 23. Um, conspired to illegally invade, occupy, and occupy um, Silquitan territory. Subsequently, the state of uh, Chilcotin in June 2016 and conspired to assault Chilcotin National Congress members. Holy crap. This is wicked. Now, um, <clears throat> like anything uh, like this, that is this big, it will be swept under the radar. Now, if she has a case, which I'm assuming... so. It's tough not to cover some of those, uh, what we just talked about, not get into them. Um, 5G and electro, oh my goodness. 5G in combination with nanoviruses and other harmful electromagnetic frequencies or directed energy weapons in order to murder people under the guise of COVID-19. Now, a lot of you um, that get into the theory side of things have probably read about this. There's a lot of pushback against 5G. Um, five... I'll, I'll give you um, kind of what I've, you know, what I've researched on 4 and 5G. And basically what it comes down to is this. 4G, when they rolled out 4G, um, 4G had the ability to penetrate uh, canine or dog's chromosomes. So after 4G rolled out, um, you'll note that I think cancer in dogs rose by like 35% initially. Now I can tell you flat out, I've got 4G in my house and my last three dogs have all died of cancer. And so I have now been unplugging our modem every night. I, I leave the dog, I leave, I leave my dog outside for the most part. She comes in and lays down and then she goes back outside and barks at shadows. I have a Doberman pincher and she's a, she's a card. And, uh, but uh, my, the Doberman I had before this one, she ended up getting bone cancer and I had to put her down after nine years. And uh, so after that, I started researching because I had two dogs previously that were also uh, passed because of cancer. And I started researching, you know, what could be the causes of this. And I stumbled onto the fact that uh, uh, 4G penetrates uh, canine chromosomes. So what it was doing, if you have, if you want my opinion, because of the modem where it's set up and where my dog bed is, they were basically right in the path of the broadband coming off the, the, uh, the off the modem. And if it's penetrating their chromosomes, well, what did it do? It mutated, it mutated them, uh, you know, their cells, and they ended up developing cancer. Now, 5G, from everything that I have read, <clears throat> has the ability to penetrate human chromosomes. Um, now, that in and, in and of itself is a problem uh, because I think the cancer rates are going to skyrocket once they roll out 5G completely. Um <clears throat> You know, 5G is is basically a military broadband that uh, is extremely harmful to every living thing in in its path. Uh, you guys have probably seen the pictures of trees being, you know, trees dying all around the anywhere that there's a 5G tower. It just it just destroys uh, everything around it. Not to mention people, animals, uh, plants, everything. So I'm I'm. Just to get where I sit on this, I am 100% against 5G. I don't think it's healthy at all. Not to mention you've got the uh, Chinese Communist Party all over it with Huawei trying to push it out too. So I'm completely against that. But anyway, that <clears throat> for the first time on CPR, we covered, you know, what could what could fall in the, the theory realm. You know, I don't like to say conspiracy. I absolutely hate the term conspiracy theory. That's a, that's a complete psyop. 
but it, it falls in the theoretical realm, but it's it's very provable. And there's a lot of people smarter than me on this topic that are probably listening that could that could get into this uh, into this topic way deeper than I can. But uh, I'm I'm glad that we're starting to. This is now in the Canadian courts. And and uh, obviously, when you're slapping that many counts against Justin Trudeau, you are not looking to settle. You're you're looking for something to happen here. So man. I, I think we need to reach out to uh, Susanna Holland. Sue Holland. And see if we can get her on the show. Because that would be an incredible interview. <laughs> That's wicked. Man, oh man. <clears throat> okay. Let's leave that. Let's uh, let's just put that into the... Uh, we're going to come back to it file. And we'll be following that one closely. So that was filed December 30th. So we might not even see a court date for... You know, judging by how things roll are rolling right now, we might not even see a court date for two to three years on that. But anyway, um, yeah, we need to reach out to Sue here and see see how this all came about. <clears throat> Would that be an incredible interview? Um, <clears throat> okay, where are we here for time? We are at fifty four minutes, roughly. I think what we'll do, my friends, is we will leave the uh, we'll leave the Linwood interview. We're going to leave the state stuff for now. There's so much to talk about stateside, as you guys know. Uh, but let's just stick to Canada for our first show back after our censorship. Uh, um, uh, well, we'll stick to Canada and Australia because I wanted to close with this because you've got some uh, world leaders saying no uh, to the Great Reset. So what we'll do is we'll we'll cover the interview that. Um, uh, Lynn Wood had with a witness that it's, it's, it's extremely damning. Some of you have probably already seen it. Um, we'll, we'll do that in the next show. I'll make a, a point to make sure that, uh, that we get that one covered because it's, it's unbelievable what he tells you. Uh, kind of the inner workings of the deep state uh, down, down there. But what we will do is we're going to go over to, this comes to us from the Alberta Press. Um, and this was December 15th. So it's a, it's a little bit old, but it's worth repeating. Um, Australian Prime Minister says he won't follow Trudeau and Biden in the Great Reset. Australian TV outlet Sky News is reporting that Prime Minister Scott Morrison is absolutely not going to secretly join Joe Biden and Justin, Justin Trudeau by following along with the Great Reset. For those of you who believe he believe he uh, is going to secretly fall along with Biden and Trudeau or anyone else with the Great Reset, he is absolutely not going in that direction, Mr. Murray said. Mr. Murray showed footage of a recent speech the Prime Minister gave in London. In his speech, Mr. Morrison said, We don't need to reset our economic agenda. We just need to get on with it. Thank God this bloke is leading our country, Mr. Murray said. <laughs> <laughs> You'll own nothing and be happy. You guys, you guys know that where that came from, right? That was the World Economic Forum commercial that we actually played on this show. Um, <clears throat> Sky News Australia reports that powerful individual groups and large uh, global organizations are at the forefront of a planned of a plan labeled the Great Reset, which intends to use the fear generated by the coronavirus to reshape the world and achieve net zero emissions. The Australian taxpayer spends a fortune spend, uh, sending top politicians and public servants year in and year out to luxury style uh, in luxury style to attend the World Economic Forum in Davos to help map out global eco economic structures. 
However, Mr. Dean pointed out, behind its lavish exterior, the World Economic Forum is working with the EU, the IMF, and other high-profile globalist organizations to introduce online activist movements and, and compliant local and national governments through a vast network of connected corporations. Geez, when you think about uh, compliant local and national governments, what comes to mind? I mean, could it be that article that we read about the, the Regina City Council blocking... Uh, the energy sector um, companies from uh, sponsoring any events in Regina. Does that come to mind? Geez, it's amazing how that just tied together. It is a global commitment they have made to use the pandemic and fear generated by the coronavirus as a means to reshape all of our economies and laws and move to a new form of capitalism that focuses on net, on net zero emissions. Mr. Mr. Dean said, if implemented successfully, the Great Reset will undeniably and deliberately have extreme and possibly dire repercussions. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy is just one of their marketing slogans, he said. The plan involves replacing shareholders of big companies with stakeholders who happen to to be left-wing bureaucrats and climate change zealots, replacing mom and dad small businesses and private entrepreneurship with big tech and big business. Remember... This is not only a great reset, it's a great deception. The Great Reset is an idea pushed by Klaus Schwab, the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum in Switzerland. According to the WEF's uh, website, the Great Reset has among its goals no less than a rapid post-pandemic overhaul of of economic systems, business models, and societies. There is an urgent need for global stakeholders to cooperate simultaneously in managing the direct consequences of the COVID-19 crisis, says the website. As we enter a unique window of opportunity to shape shape the recovery, uh, uh, this initiative will offer insights to help inform all those determining the future state of global relations. The direction of national economies, the priority of societies, the nature of business models, and the management of global commons of a global commons trudeau supports the great reset at the un on september 29th trudeau said the pandemic was an opportunity for a reset as laid out by the world economic forum and he used joe biden's campaign slogan build back better which is almost illiterate that actually drove me nuts (sighs) build back better good lord This sparked debate, uh, sparked debate online about the Great Reset. In November, Trudeau was asked about his September 29th UN speech where he mentioned that COVID-19 is an opportunity for a reset. I think we are in a time of ex- anxiety where people are looking for reasons for things that are, not, that, that are happening to them, said Trudeau. That in the difficult moments we're in, it's nice to find someone to blame, something to point to, something to get mad at. Oh, shut up. You flat out said it. It was a Freudian slip and you got caught. You freaking idiot. And during a news conference in November, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau addressed what he called conspiracy theories circulating about his involvement with the Great Reset, saying that we're seeing a lot of people fall prey to misinformation. What, like the crap you spew every day? (laughs) The misinformation is all the shit that comes out of your mouth, Justin Idiot. These people are reading between the lines and digging up the actual information. All the clues are there. The World Economic Forum doesn't kick out a commercial like, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy if it wasn't the end goal, you fucking moron. Sorry, there we go again. Getting hot under the collar. (laughs) Okay, conservative conservative MP speaks out. On November 16th, Conservative Party uh, Member of Parliament, Pierre Polivier, 
launched a Stop the Great Reset petition. Polivier tweeted about the petition. Polivier said he is opposed to Trudeau imposing socialist ideology on Canada. Yes, we've seen that. Polivier is one of the rare people uh, on the federal level that's actually legit, I think. Um, You know, it's funny that he's been able to... to, uh, be as vocal as he is in in this fascist uh, state that we are currently in in Canada. U.S. news host mentions Trudeau. Uh, U.S. So, so yeah, they cover Tucker Carlson, Canadian politics, and Australian news. And uh, let's get down to what we wanted to get to here: the world's most powerful meat. At a virtual meeting in June 2020 hosted by the World Economic Forum, some of the world's most powerful business leaders, government officials, and activists announced a proposal to reset the global economy. Instead of capitalism, the group said the world must adopt socialistic uh, policies such as wealth taxes, additional regulations on massive green, uh, and massive Green New Deal-like government programs. Every country from the United States to China must participate and every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed, said Klaus Schwab, the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, in an article published on the WEF's website. In short, we need a, we need a great reset of capitalism, Schwab said. All aspects of our society and economies must be revamped from education to social contracts and working conditions. Joining Schwab at the World Economic Forum meeting was Prince Charles, who is one of the primary advocates of the Great Reset. Others in attendance included CEOs and presidents of major international corporations such as Microsoft, British Petroleum's uh, Gina Gopinath, um, the chief economic ec- economist at the International Monetary, Monetary Fund, and Antonio Guterres, the Secretary General of the United Nations. <clears throat> The World Economic Forum is the international organization for private, or sorry, public-private cooperation. The forum engages political, business, cultural, and other leaders of society to shape global um, and industrial agendas. The World Economic Forum meets in Davos, Switzerland in January 2021 and will, will reveal more of the details about their proposed Great Reset. So, of course, they're going to travel and uh, and all get together during this uh, pandemic and not even think twice about it. But you and I can't even go visit our families. <laughs> but anyway, that was a good article. That's why I wanted to cover it. We are running a little bit over, which is okay. It's been a while since we've been here. So, um, yeah. Let me know what you guys think of that one because that one is pretty... Th- Man, we covered some good, good topics today. Like, th- we could have done a show on... The, just the just the um, charges pressed on Justin Trudeau and this last article. Each one of them was a show all by itself. When you really start thinking about it, the amount of information that we just covered in a short amount of time. Good stuff. Okay, that brings us to the end of this show, my friends. So what I want to do, um, if you are listening to this show, you have uh, found us only on one spot. You found us on cloud, uh, cloud uh, SoundCloud, sorry. And what I want to do is um, just to implore you all to just let you all know that the only way the show is going to get out now is uh, by word of mouth. Um, So if you guys can share the show with everybody that you think is important that needs to hear the truth. And uh, let's get our let's get our base back and make sure that uh, patriotic Canadians from coast to coast to coast have access to the show. So um, also uh, where you can find me, I'm still on Facebook. 
It's Canadian Patriot Radio. Uh, the message button is how you can come uh, talk directly to me. But I'm going to invite you guys to a different site now. Uh, I've been on, I've told you guys, I think on the last show that I'm on Telegram. So what I've done is I've set up a Canadian Patriot Radio uh, Telegram page. So if you guys are on Telegram, just search Canadian Patriot Radio. All um, It's uh, capital C, capital P, capital R. So it's Canadian Patriot Radio. And you'll find an open forum where all of us, all the Canadian Patriot Radio um, uh, listeners and followers and everybody can actually t- talk amongst uh, themselves in this group and myself. I'll be in there myself. So... Um, if you're on Telegram, or I implore you to get Telegram, it's an extremely secure site. I absolutely love it. Telegram has taken over Facebook, Twitter, um, everything for me. That is what my go-to for information now. So I figured, you know what? Why not? Why not use a secure platform like Telegram and bring all the listeners of uh, CPR together, where we could just have an open chat. Uh, that can can go day and night and we can all keep up with what everybody else is researching and um, you know what I'll do uh, I'll start posting the articles that we talk about in the show to uh, to this to this um, forum to this group chat and so you guys can see all the information that is going into each show this is where I'll put it all so if you want to take these articles and share them yourselves uh, by all means please do and if you guys have stuff that you want to share um, you can use that. You, um, you can also keep using uh, Facebook. A lot of you are using that. Or you can use the email. It's CanadianPatriotRadio at gmail.com. So it's been quite the quite the week. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, where this goes now. You know, obviously, um, they, it always has the, rever- uh, the adverse effect. You know, when they try to step on us like this and they try to silence us, it, it, it actually gets us out there more. So... It'll be a bit, you know, it's going to be a bit of a struggle off the start because we don't just have all the platforms available anymore. So, you know, you just can't find Canadian Patriot Radio on any of the platforms right now. Um, Like I said, I I will eventually change switch providers. Uh, You know, I'll probably go with iHeartRadio and just let them um, distribute it to all the normal platforms. So I will be back. We will be back again on all the normal platforms. If you do like Spotify or if you like Apple Apple Podcasts or if you're a Google Play person, whatever your, your choice you know, your preferred choice is. Um, I will, all these shows that we're recording just on um, SoundCloud will eventually be available again and I'll, I'll, I'll use a different provider and do that. But like I said at the start of the show, I've used this opportunity to get um, CPR secured uh, so that it will never go anywhere um, through a website. And uh, like I said, I will be uploading the MP3s, just the raw MP3s. Um, and you go to the website, you can click on them, download them, take them, do whatever you want with them, share them, share them, share them. Uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's going to be all of us now just, tr- just trying to get the word out is the only way that the show is actually going to get out now. So, which is fine. Uh, totally fine because I don't want, you know, obviously we were getting attention, <laughs> the, the wrong kind of attention and, and, uh, they blocked us immediately, which is fine. We knew it was, you know, I knew it was going to happen, but like I said, it's, uh, it's it's exciting. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys on Telegram. All you guys, uh, if you can join that join that uh, that forum because it'll be cool to just have a two four seven conversation with all of you that is nonstop. And the beauty thing about you know text messages is is you know if you can't read them at that time, you can catch up with them later. So like I said, you know we all have day jobs, we all work, we've all got stuff going on. But because of the format of of Telegram. All this stuff will be waiting for you when you get a chance to look at it. And you will have the input of every all the people that contribute to this show once they all get on to Telegram. All you guys, that is. And you can, you can talk with everybody uh, 
that's contributing and uh, you know that the news is about that we talk about everybody I'm hoping will go over to this page and use it so with that being said my friends that is the end of our we are back show <laughs> and uh, so uh, we will what I'll try and do is probably kick out another one in uh, what is today today's Friday I'll probably try and do another show Sunday so we can get caught up on some of the stuff that you know passed us by uh, this last week um, we will get into you know my my thoughts on what's going on in the uh, state side and all of that fun stuff. It, it, it's an incredibly interesting times right now south of the line. And I think uh, I think the U.S. is the first domino and it's going to impact the rest of the world. They're all going to fall once the U.S. really starts popping off. And I, I think that's going to happen still. Anyway, let me just stop right there because we're almost, we're getting close to a, uh, an hour and 10 minutes here. So until next time, my friends, with all thy sons command. joining us for another episode of Canadian Patriot Radio. CPR is not filmed before a live studio audience. If you like the show, friends, make sure you give us a thumbs up and share us on all your social media platforms. Until next time, take care.